Hello, I didn't see you there. And I'm still not seeing you there because this is a podcast called The PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? You know, I am doing great. Yeah. I'm a cat dad now. You are. Yeah. I captured two kittens today. Yeah. Brought them in. They're very cute. Yeah, they are. The one likes to stick its tongue out. It is. That's that's the boy. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, he's he's a, he's a he's a rascal. He he's getting in around stuff. Mm-hmm. He's already uh, stomping through the house day one. Are they really playful? Uh, the boy or... is. The, I think the the girl. Uh, she might have something wrong with her ear. Like mm-hmm. it might. She might have ear mites or something. She ain't feeling the greatest. I mean, she's eating. She's drinking. She. It's not like she's on the verge of death or anything. But I think she's just feeling a little bit under the weather. I got you. But yeah, it was it wasn't that hard. I lured them out with food as you do with yeah. animals. And I captured them. Oh boy. Don't you have dogs too? What I do have they think? a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm currently living in the basement, so the cats are staying down there with okay. me. With you, okay. Uh, I got you. And even if we want to bring the cats up, we sometimes we have a crate for the dog if we want to put the dog in the crate. Mm-hmm. Uh sometimes we have to do that if like if no one's watching her, sometimes we have to put her in there because she'll pee on the couch if she falls asleep. Like, she has bad bladder control. So if she wakes up and she's too comfortable, she'll, like, let a little dribble out. Nice. That's what I do, you know? Uh, you know <laughs> Just maybe, let maybe, a little dribble out. Maybe I need out. to look into some doggy diapers. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Hopefully yeah. she grows out of that so we don't have to crate her up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Yeah. Wow. Well, that's exciting. It is. Kittens are great. Yeah. Uh, your, your cat is young. Yeah, she's a little over a year old. She's very rambunctious. Yeah, she was attacking me when I was when I got in here. Yeah. She likes to play with just about anybody. Uh, and the thing is, is that most people have not seen her in her true form, mm-hmm. which is just utter chaos. I've never seen a cat just... As loud and chaotic as she can get sometimes. Fucking shit up. It's just, she's like yelling, like, like not meowing, like screaming. Yeah. It's terrifying. And she'll just scream and run around her house in like three times in like two seconds flat. And that's it. And then she'll just sit there and just stare at you. It's just like, it's terrifying. But she wakes me up every morning at like 6.15ish maybe. Mm-hmm. She wants to play. Like yeah. as soon as we get up in the morning, it's just like she's ready to play. And she knocked over water off the back of the toilet oh the other God. day, and the glass fell on the floor. Oh. Luckily, the glass didn't break, but water went everywhere, and she was soaked. And she ripped up a sock like a dog. Oh, great! Literally, she she likes to play with socks. Most of the time I mean, she'd we get just, along with my dog. My dog likes to play with socks. Really? Yeah. And most of the time we just let her, but then we looked at it this time and we're like, oh my God, she just like literally ripped part of it off. Yeah. She's, she's, she's crazy. She's, she's really, yeah, she's cute though because she, you know, she does all this chaotic stuff. She's very energetic and all this stuff. And then she just sits there like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, you're what so, are you going to do about you're, it? You're, huh? you're so huh? damn cute. I don't want to get mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Kitten kittens are fun. I, I like. Yeah, she has. She like when she stares at you, she she gives you the crazy eyes. Yeah, she does. 
she does. Sometimes she goes cross-eyed, actually. It's really funny to look mm-hmm. at. But, yeah. No names yet? No Form. names yet. Uh, been thinking about some some stupid shit. Some anime? Some anime shit. Uh. Naming, them, naming the boy Vegeta. Oh, boy. But that, I don't know. That, that's probably not the best for in the long run. Eh, I'm knows. thinking of some things. I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm throwing some names around in my head, and we'll by the by this time next week, I will have names. All probably right. by tomorrow, actually. All right. All Who right. knows? There you go. Very cool. Yeah, cats better than video games. You heard it here. Sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Other times, I don't know. You know, like. I'm fine with my cat. Like, she likes... She's a total, like, people person most of the time. Mm -hmm. She just wants to be around someone. And sometimes I'll play video games. She'll just sit on my lap, and which is fine. But then other times I'm, like, playing games, and she wants to sit on my lap, but then also roll around and play at the same time on my lap. It's just... I'm like, this is too much. I, I can't do this at the same time because then she wants, to, then she literally like rolls off and I have to save her. Like I caught her in between my legs as she was falling down one, one day. Do you have to though? If she does that to herself, do you have to save her? No, I don't, but cats few, land on their feet. Not all the time. And I'm about to tell an extremely depressing story. Uh, I was, gosh, probably 2013, 2014, maybe. I had, uh, my parents had another cat. Mm-hmm. And she liked to sleep with my mom at night. And my mom ended up rolling over. The cat got spooked, fell off the bed, and landed on her back. Oh, Shockingly. Like, cats, 99% of the time, land on her feet. She landed on her back for some reason. Um, and it messed up like all the stuff in her back and then she couldn't pee right anymore. And we actually ended up having to put her down cause she just got so, so sick and all this stuff. So yeah, you, okay. most of the time they land on their feet. Sometimes you might, you might want to try now. to save them. Yeah. So, so I'm like paranoid by that. I mean, if they fall off the couch, it's, it's probably fine. Like my parents had a pretty tall bed, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, she was cool too. R.I.P. On a depressing note. <laughs> Depress- depression. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just too bad. Yeah. But let's talk about video games, Tyler, because that's ultimately what this show is about. Yeah. Because I don't feel like talking about fantasy football. I don't, I don't want to gloat. I don't want to brag. Oh, because you're winning now. Because I, I, I got a little win streak going now. Two wins in a row. Yep. Longest win streak in the league right now. Yep. Yeah, I lost this week, but that's because one of my best players was actually out last minute. Yeah. That's okay. It's all right. Yeah. I I kind of had it coming after the pounding that I laid on the week before. (laughs) So after my dreadful start, I am in playoff contention. You are. Yep. You're right there. Yeah, I'm right there. If, if the season ended today, I'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. But the season don't end today. I've got a tough matchup this week Yep. against my brother. Yeah. He beat me by two points the first week. It was a fucking shootout, and it looks like it's going to be another shootout this week. Yeah. That dude scores a lot of points every fucking week. You both do, honestly. Yeah, I had one um, bad week this whole season. 
yeah. points wise. But you both are like one fifteen plus every fucking week. Yeah. You know, definitely the two best teams in the league, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had to trade. I we did. Nick we had Chubb. some. We had some negotiations. Yeah, some negotiations. Uh, I was, I was trying to, trying to poke some things through. Yeah, and and I wasn't having it, dude. And then I was trying to poke some things through too, but yeah. it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, it was just more. You know, you got you got to you, ne- you got to push pull yeah. push and. You gotta bit. you gotta have both sides going. All right, yeah, I can I can do that. Yeah. So you gave me a what a, a busted up Randall Cobb. Yeah. Yep. For a Nick Chubb who is now becoming the number one guy in Cleveland. Yeah. Let's hope he's all right because I did good last need, week. For need me. a running back. Yeah, that's he, what he I saw. He gave me 14 points last week on his first in his debut as the number one guy. Yeah, that's what I saw. So, I'm hoping for some solid things because yeah. I actually have a pretty important matchup this week. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you win and I win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't give a shit if you win or not. I just yeah. Win <laughs> I mean, it's, that's it's all about your division over there being competitive. Yeah, because your division is like everybody is three and four basically, mm-hmm. and. So it's super tight, and it's just really coming down to who scores the most points at this point. Uh, mine is, it's close, but I'm two games back from mm-hmm. the lead. So I really need need uh, some people up top to lose and for me to win. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how that shakes out. And who I'm playing, his team either does pretty all right or total like total trash. There's no in-between for him. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to get, but I, I think I want to say I've beaten him every time we've played every year. Mm. But I don't know. I'm not sure if I've lost to him. I don't know. I don't think yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. R.I.P. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's actually on the biggest losing streak in the league right now. Three, yeah. three in a row. He was three and one at some point somehow. I don't know. Mm. Fantasy football, it's fun. I like it. You know, video games are also fun, Tyler. They are, yeah. And I heard you've been playing some video games, Ty. Yeah. Would you mind sharing? Yeah, I've played some stuff. Um, Let's see here. Destiny 2. Yes, Played. I. I played a lot of Destiny 2 over the past week. I played two hours this morning. That's all I've played. Really? Uh, I actually ended up... Did we talk about Festival of the Lost last A week? little bit, yeah. You talked about uh, the, the Haunted Forest and all Yeah, that. okay. So I finished out the Haunted Forest stuff and got the Horror Story. Cool. Auto rifle. 600 auto rifle. Uh, what's hilarious about that is I got it and then I totally stopped. I haven't even used it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got... Got a bunch of stuff done there uh, with that, and, and that was good to, to get. Uh, I did not anticipate playing as much Destiny 2 as I did, but I'm glad I got that because that bumped me up to 532. Okay. So that really helped me out. Um, is that a kinetic weapon? Is that a primary or a set, uh, kinetic or energy weapon? I think it's a primary. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still, like I've actually been looking for a legendary auto rifle. So that's really good. That, so uh, I'm yeah, ready for I that. That same problem. Yeah, and and then through my journey of getting that, I ended up out of one of the bosses from the the haunted forest getting an exotic drop, which was the Cerberus plus one. 
Oh. Auto rifle, have you gotten that? No. Oh my God, that thing is a beast. It's an auto rifle. It shoots four shots for the price of one. Oh. It is a fucking beast. I love it. Uh, so I got I got some good stuff now, good weapon-wise. I just need to get get the armor, and I'm just very frustrated. I have two two armor sets where I need one piece. Hmm. So I can start knocking out some of these quests. And I want to say I have two others where I just need like two pieces. So, ah, so that's, that's a little aggravating. Got to grind some of that out. Uh, yeah, destiny too. That's good. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm enjoying it's a fun game. Yeah. Um, played that played, uh, I ended up playing way more Spider-Man than I thought I was going to over the weekend as well. Uh, I have finished everything except for crimes and side missions in the base game. Okay. Uh, so I'm getting very close to uh, 100%ing that and getting the platinum finally. But God damn, those crimes. That is such a slog, dude. Holy crap. Um, so I, I still have a decent amount to go with that, but I'll just keep chipping away. But played that DLC, mm. the heist. And let me Got tell you. Black Cat in there. Yeah. So have you, you played any of this yet? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is the first DLC, the heist for Spider-Man. Um, if you played the base game, there's some side missions that lead to kind of the introduction of Black Hat, and this one's all about Black Hat and uh, Black Hat and some crime bosses. And uh, she's interesting as a character because you don't really know if you can trust her or not mm-hmm. in, in Peter basically i'm not going to spoil too much of the story because i will say there's a lot more story in this than i thought there was going to be um i don't know how far i am but i know that i have played a solid solid chunk of the story i played about three hours last night so and that's all i was doing was this uh dlc uh but peter's trying to just be like you gotta do the right thing like you're, you're doing bad bad stuff uh, which makes for some very interesting story uh, moments and, and cutscenes, and kind of like the the base game. And I, I'm just surprised by the story focus on this because I thought it was going to be a lot more, a lot smaller. There was going to be some story, but mostly just you know, not not something meaty like this in terms of story. So. What I don't like, there's two things that I don't like about this DLC. One, it's a totally separate campaign, but set in the whole city. So you can technically explore the whole city, but I was thinking like, oh, as I'm going to the next story mission, I'm going to be able to grind some crimes out to pop up. No. It's a whole new campaign with more crimes. Oh, I'm not shitting you. Not every district, but I'd say half of them. There's five more crimes you can do in each one. I'm like, so they just plopped another fla- another faction down of crimes. Yep. In the, in the, yep. Hmm. In they're pretty much all all what you've done before. Oh, this person's getting robbed. This person's uh, getting kidnapped. Whatever. There is a new one where you have to deploy the spider bot and go around and find these beeping car bombs that this mob family has planted on cars, and it's so lame. It's so tedious. So. The crimes at this point, I really hope the next two DLCs don't have any. They just feel like such padding to this game. Mm-hmm. Just to pad it out unnecessarily for no fucking reason. And it 
the game doesn't need it at all. It does not need this many, many crimes in it at all. Uh, so that's a little lame to me. So I don't like that. Uh, and I, I just don't like that. It's a separate campaign. Like it, it, it's set in like the same exact city and it, it may be through technical reasons. I'm sh- they couldn't do it or something. I'm sure there's a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it was set in the base game still. And, and I could be grinding out crimes at the same time. Cause I'm like, God damn it. Like now I'm going to have to still go back and, and plug away at them at some point. Um, but I'm really enjoying the story. There is uh, more collectibles to get, but they're extremely easy. There's just paintings that you got to find. And then they added more challenges based around screwball, which hmm. these are a lot more. They, they are fun to play in, in a way. Uh, basically what you got to do is there's these like generator things that you got to destroy, but you have to destroy them in order. And then, uh, so basically you'll destroy one, then there'll be like this trail that leads to the next one. You just got to figure out where it's at and you destroy that. And then every once in a while she'll pop up and be like screwball time or something like that. And there's, like certain things that you gotta go through and the game will slow down slow motion and then you gotta make sure you're pressing r1 at the right time to earn enough fans because she's oh, gonna like this, put it on twitter same, or something uh, same uh, as that one side mission yes. in the base okay yes same character. It, it's okay. the same character just very much like familiar. like oh, i gotta look good on social media sort of thing and so there's that and that'll get you more points and so it's based off of just time how much okay. points you score and how much time or how quick you do it. And then that's, that's what you get. I haven't done all of them. I think there's five or six of them total in the, in the DLC. So I'm like 80%. The, the thing says 80% for me yeah. complete. So I'm pretty damn close. I yeah. feel so maybe, to, to maybe being done. About like four or five hours. Yeah. In the mission that I'm on, uh, it feels like I'm very much at the end storytelling wise. It was just, I was getting tired and then just stopped. So mm-hmm. I imagine I'm pretty damn close. It's, it's a good DLC. And in, 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 like I said, story wise, I feel it's way better than I, than I expected it was going to be. So, so. you get this through the season pass or did you buy it separately? Uh, what was, what's the price point look on? This I thing? got it through the season pass. Uh, I think each one of these is, Nine ninety nine by themselves. There's doing three of them, and the season pass is twenty five dollars. Okay, so you will save a little bit of money if you want more Spider Man, more story, because this is there's things in this, and and I don't know if it's required to complete the main story or not before you play this, because if you didn't, there's absolute spoilers in it if okay. if you haven't. So I. I want to say you probably have to, but I'm yeah, not sure. Maybe, that. maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll launch up a new game and see what it see what it does. Yeah, because there's total spoilers in the dialogue. I'm like, wow, you know, it's cool. So it makes me wonder. Like, I think, and there for some reasons that we'll definitely talk about later. Like, this game's going to get a sequel at mm-hmm. some point, and I and these DLCs are definitely playing into the overall universe that Insomniac's setting up. So I really wonder it say you don't play these DLCs, how much you might miss out on on the sequel. You know, obviously we don't know what the sequel would be, but hmm. 
uh, yeah, there, there's some some story there, and I really like Black Hat. There was a very the mission I played, and I don't really want to spoil anything. Was a stealth mission, but with a twist on it, and mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the twist that they that they uh, had you do. So I'll say that that was cool. There was one frustrating mission where you had to chase a subway train in the subway and you had to swing and follow it and it took me I shit you not probably 10 different tries because Spider-Man to me when you swing around is about the freedom yeah. and this and restricts you into a subway and it, and it took me a little while to figure out like how to do it it was just I'm like dude this is not Yo, good why we, can't he just stick to the subway train yeah dude that's what I tried to do but I couldn't do it either which was fucking stupid but I'm like man you're taking away everything that's fun about swinging around in, in this game and you're just restricting me into this very claustrophobic space technically for for like spider-man swinging around that's, so that sucked um yeah mm. there and there and the last thing i'll say there's some very challenging at least i i, I had a little bit of difficulty with them uh combat scenarios just fucking I swear there was at least six dudes at once with rocket launchers shooting oh, at me. God. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. And they added these new enemies that have like Gatling guns and there was two of them and they're big guys too. So oh, you can't just go oh. up and start beating them up. You have to, you know, web, web them and all this stuff. So I was getting shot at, but like five or six dudes with rockets, two Gatling gun guys, and then everybody else too with like batons and shields i'm like oh my god that that was probably the toughest combat scenario i think between the whole game Hmm. main main game and and this it was it was very aggravating but yeah i mean once you got through it i was like oh my god like that was that was uh crazy i can't believe i did that but yeah getting those sweaty palms yeah so highly recommend spider-man's dlc and then the last thing I want to say I played was just more Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's what I thought. I, I was like, yeah, you probably played more of that Assassin's yeah. Creed. I played it, and I was very drunk Sunday when I was playing this game, Sunday night, <laughs> which was just a goddamn blast, honestly, to play uh, while, while drunk. But uh, more story, very cool. Got to do my first Conquest battle, which I think they showed it at E3, which is just a massive massive battle between Athenians and Spartans. That was very cool. Uh, I enjoyed that because I think there's multiple paths that you can go down and you'll get like different loot depending on what you do, which is cool. Uh, And I have some very cool shit now that I want to try to keep uh, weapon wise. What (laughs) what happened to me, which was crazy. So there's this whole mercenaries thing, which is like this nemesis like system in the game. And you know, you can hunt down these mercenaries or they'll find you and there's um, this whole tier system, all this stuff. Uh, I ended up in, and this was like an Assassin's Creed bug. I had to kill this guy and I saw a marker leading up to it, but I wasn't tracking this quest technically, but I'm like, I'll go over here and just see what's up. This dude, he's a bad guy. Technically. Yeah. He's the leader of this group he's just sitting on the floor he has two guards around and they're all looking at me nothing mm-hmm. pops up like nobody's like oh who's that uh, blah, blah, blah. i just kill this guy immediately 
while he's just sitting on the floor. Then it pops up, says quest complete, all this stuff. <laughs> Gives me more quests. And I'm like, oh my God. Then there's a wanted level on this. My wanted level went from zero to three oh. out of five. And I'm like, like, dude, I'm just killing this guy. He didn't even try to, to fight me. I'm completing all this stuff. So then I, you know, there's some other guards around me. I kill them. Then all of a sudden, I guess your wanted level is tied to you. The mercenaries in the wanted level are tied together. Yeah. Because then I was being hunted by these mercenaries, more of them. One of them showed up and I was just totally wrecking them. Well, mostly because I just got really good weapons and then I was one level above them. Just about done wrecking that one. Then another one shows up at the same time. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he's on my level, but he's a big dude. I'm like, I I got this. I'm just, I'm taking my time. I'm I'm picking him off when I can, attacking when I can, dodging. I was feeling really good. Took the one out. The other one is down to like half health. Then another one shows up. Yeah. And then another one shows up. And I was like... Ah, uh, I don't know what to do. And the the other ones that showed up were above my level. Mm-hmm. So they, one of them ended up wrecking me. What was frustrating about that is I respawned. There was like a, like a camp or whatever. And it's like an origins, like you got to loot the treasure. You got to find this. You got to take out the captain. If you do all those things, then that location is complete. Yeah. I had that location complete. I lost all the progress there. Oh, my main quest was still completed. Okay. I still had my gear, still had my level that I gained, but the mercenaries I just killed were, I, they were not killed anymore. Hmm. That's weird. Still had my wanted level. They were still hunting me down. I ended up fighting them in a different spot, but then I ended up fighting two of them. Both were under my level though. So I took both of them out and then three more showed up. And then I'm just like, I'm out. And I'm like, so losing your progress like that can sometimes be one of the most frustrating things in games. Mm -hmm. So I got, got most of it back, but that mercenary thing is, is actually pretty intriguing Hmm. because I just felt like, just like bring it on dude. And then I was sitting there uh, doing some things and I just hid behind this desk in this building. And then like two or three more ended up showing up that I took out. And it was a, it was quite the adventure. Yeah. I taking all those guys, (laughs) especially while, while inebriated, uh, I was feeling really good. And then I just got extremely happy after everyone that I took out. But other than that, just, just some typical Assassin's Creed origin or Odyssey stuff. It's, it's a fine game. I'll say that. Mm. Yeah, that's all I played. Yeah. What about you? Uh, so I, I've bounced around a couple of games. Uh, played some Destiny 2 this morning. I I only did the Haunted Forest once. I got to level 6 in that and mm. complete, completed through level 6. Yeah, that's as far as I got. Yeah. Keith went all the way. He ended up with a team that... Pretty much took him all the way. Uh, okay. He said you don't really get much out of it besides like the triumph is completed. Mm-hmm. And he said he got something else, but it wasn't too too crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did that. That was fine. Uh, and then I I played some Tomb Raider also. Oh yeah. I've only you, you let me borrow that, but I've only mm-hmm. played like three or four hours of it. How was it? Uh, it, I I like playing it. I don't really find myself caring about anything that's happening. I got you. 
It's it seems like they're just like they plug and chugged a new location to tell a tell pretty much a similar story to everything else they've done. All right. Um Laura I know this is a common thing that people have said but Laura is unlikable. Yeah. She seems very ignorant about like what's going on around her and she likes to she makes everything about herself. I got you. Which is like that's one of the most annoying things about people is when someone makes everything about them. Yeah, that, that's like that's like my number one beef with with any person if the, if they're like that. Yeah. Uh, so Me like too. to see that about Laura, and I'm like, man, I I never really disliked Laura. I, I I always thought she was an okay character. She was fine. And now, like, I'm starting to see the holes in it and being like, wow, she is a self-centered bitch. Yeah. And Yeah, it, it sucks. Like, it... And she she has her friend... Oh, man, what's his name again? Uh, uh, Jonah? Jonah, yeah, yeah, Jonah. Like, Jonah is, like... It feels very much like this game is setting up uh, Jonah being the guy that's, yeah, that you're actually supposed to like. Hmm. And, like... It, he seems to be the voice of reason that that keeps Lara from going full tilt, just being evil. I more I really wonder if that was their full out intention with Lara. Yeah, it it's really weird. It's really weird. It is to a put, weird choice. Put like your 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 cover character. Yeah. To put her, put her in that position to be that kind of character. And maybe by the end, everything will come together yeah, we'll or something. See. Who knows? But I, I looked it. Up, I looked it up with some online resources. Apparently, I'm about like a quarter through the game. Hmm. So yeah. we'll see as, as it plays out. I I've been doing some of the challenge tombs as I go. Yeah. How, how are the tombs? Very easy. Really. Like, disappointingly so. Like it, it's all the solutions are fairly obvious. Like. It's, they were kind of easy in Rise of the Tomb Raider. They've always kind of been easy, yeah. but they, but it was more of just the like, visuals but, but and I'm, stuff. I'm thinking cool. like like they don't do much new with the visuals. Okay, like the I think the most recent one I've done plays around with wind. Ooh, like just did, like Himiko in yeah in the OG Tomb Raider the yeah. reboot. They did, like, didn't they do another one with wind yeah, they in did Rise another, of the yeah, Tomb Raider? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Open these vents to let the wind through to go do this mechanic and yeah, that's lame. We'll tie this rope to that rope thing and then and then do the wind thing and it's it's like it's it's very predictable. Like once you enter the room, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I know the solution already. Right. It's like there's there's no figuring it out. And and that's all I got to say about um, those. But I I'm having fun. Uh, There's a lot of interesting difficulty options. You can choose to make the combat harder or the puzzles harder and stuff like that. You can there are like individual sliders for different aspects of the game. How would you make the puzzles harder? Uh, just limiting hints. Okay. And stuff like that. I see. That's interesting. But yeah, it's I'm having fun with it. Uh, it's it does a weird thing where like at the in the first section of the game it gives you access to a full arsenal of stuff. And then it takes wow. it away from you, mm. and then you're you're rebuilding it as you go through the game, which I thought was it, it felt weird to be it, you felt naked without all those other weapons. Yeah, once you, it's always weird in in these games when you have all these weapons, and then the next game's just a sequel, and you all of a sudden lose them all again. Well, it, it makes sense story wise. It just okay. felt weird gameplay wise. Mm. Got you. Yeah, the bow. 
Yeah, the bow is the first thing you Dude, get. The bow's the best. I love the bow. I mean, you don't need anything else. No. It, it just... It's so fun to play with the bow in this if you game. Get, if you can get through a situation without going loud, just... It's... Yeah. Because once shit hits the fan, I don't. I don't think that game plays very well in a when you when it turns into a cover shooter. Right. It's definitely more of a take everyone out as stealthily as you can. But yeah, that that's Tomb Raider. I'll, I'll be trying to finish that up this week. Uh, but what's been drawing all of my attention really is Soul Calibur Six. Right on. I've been waiting for this game for a long time, Tyler. And yeah. let me tell you, this is my favorite Soul Calibur. Whoa! Out of all of them. Yes. Wow. That's a bold claim. I mean, I've I've played two, three, no, two, four, five, and six now. Okay. So, yeah, this I am having a lot of fun with Soul Calibur. There's a lot of stuff to do with it. Uh, you have like individual story uh, story paths for uh, each character. There's a main story path that follows a uh, mostly follows Killick, but you play as other characters, but it. Kind of, this game does a good idea, a good uh, does a good job of uh, explaining what happens in Soul Calibur, like it explaining mm. the timeline and all that kind of stuff. So th- it's a good one to jump in on if you want to understand like what the hell happened in Soul Calibur. Right. So there's that, and then the interesting single player thing, and I think they had this in Soul Calibur Five, is the Libra of Soul, where you create your own character. Yeah. And you go Blue through Rose and do there. missions and stuff, going across the map. Um, yeah, I've I'm heard things about penises. Uh, so that's that's a, that's a thing that you can do in the creator, uh, the character creator. You can you can create some dongs. Like there are some objects right. that you can shape and re- that you can uh, resize and position to right. make look like a penis. Sweet. Like the character. There's a lot of cool character creation <laughs> stuff in this. Uh, yeah. So my Libra of Soul character is uh, basically two B from a uh, near. Oh, cool. And I, oh, dude, 2B would be excellent in Soul Calibur yeah. as a guest character. Yeah, put 2B and A2 in there. Yes. I can throw, throw those guys in there. Yeah. Yes. That'd be sweet. Uh, but yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's, it's good. I, I went online. Yeah. Um, I, How's the connections and stuff? It, it was good. I have bad internet, mm-hmm. so I I tried to play one match last night on a on a stream with somebody, but the the connection was just so bad. It, I I ended up losing, and I, I don't want to blame the connection. It's just like in a bad in a laggy f- match in a fighting game, you don't really learn who's really who's better. Right. It's about who predicted what would happen after the lag better. Yeah. So I ended up losing that, but overall I'm three and two online. Okay. I went in another. Uh, I went in a casual room. And went uh, two and one there, and then I played one ranked match. I'm one to know in ranked. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm maining Grow, which is a new character. Okay. He has this twin blade thing uh, that, like, there, it's like two blades connected in the middle. So, like, it's a little bit like Mace Windu, mm. a little bit, but he can split them out and do like when he has when he has the blade split out, he's another set of moves. Oh, that's that is sounds wicked. So yeah, actually. he's he's a really fun character to play with. Uh, the other two new characters were uh, Geralt and Aswell. I mean, Geralt, you all know, a witcher. He has some yeah. of his signs and stuff like that, and he, he definitely fights like a witcher when you look at him. It definitely looks... Okay. It reminds you a lot of Witcher 3. And then Aswell is this weird-ass character who has, like... He summons weapons with it with magic, so it's hard to predict what he's going to do. Um, 
But yeah, it, it reminded me. Okay, so Aswell reminded me a lot about uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. How like you'd you'd summon weapons out of thin air and attack yeah. and stuff yep. like that. It's very much like that a little bit. Uh, but he has he has a he has a wild move set. Rest of the roster good. Yeah, the rest That's of the roster is pretty good. There's there are a few omissions. Uh, they don't have any of like the uh, so you know like I guess they call them mirror characters or some like the nintendo calls them echo characters but they're like there aren't any of the characters that are like the same fighting style but different uh different looks like they they don't so for example um or uh sophie sophitia there used there used to be a character called cassandra that would have the same same moveset but it would just look different um and then for i think Raphael would have amy who who was another character who fought like him, but they don't have any of those. Um, they also don't have Tira, which is a bummer. Mm. It's a the rolling out DLC, but man, that's it's a real bummer that she isn't part of the main roster here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the guys you really know from that, like Killick, like Misarugi, Yoshimitsu, oh, like the guys are there. Yeah. Sweet. How is um? There was something else I was going to say. So, so like the fighting overall oh, does yeah, feel great. really good. It's cool. re- it's really good. Stage um, is good. Yeah, stages are fun. Sweet. Um, yeah, I I would I kind of I feel like there are some stages that are missing that 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 I would like to see make a return. But mm-hmm. I like the, I like what's there. Around. Very visually I, impressive with the stage and the the background stuff. Yeah. I always enjoyed Soul Calibur for like playing story modes and stuff. It's just they they've always just been fun to play through. So that's cool to hear that that's yeah, still there. there. This is I, I'd say Soul Calibur Six is right up there, like one of the best uh, fighting games for single player yeah. people. People who just want to play single player stuff. Wow. Yeah, it sounds good, dude. You'll have to bring over your ps4 sometime yeah i'd like to play uh, it I, I would have brought it tonight but I, I i feel like i should just wait until we have more people here because if it's just yeah. me and you fighting back and forth like i feel like yeah that's fun but it would be nice to just have yeah. have it go around yeah um but yeah the, there's some new stuff with the fighting stuff uh the reversal edges uh which is kind of a defensive move uh, where you can it, it gives you a little bit of guard and then you you counter a little bit um it's it's kind of slow. It's not something you use like at a neutral position. It's like when you're being pushed back and getting hit with a flurry of blows. And you can hit. You can use the reversal edge to kind of get yourself out of there, and then it turns into a rock paper scissors game, basically, where you choose to do a vertical attack, a horizontal attack, kick. You can dodge side to side in it, and you can block. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, there there's a whole thing in that. It's kind of slows the battle down. There, kind of gives you a little bit of a break. Uh, and of course, there are the special moves. There's like the the critical edge, which is your special move for each character. It's different. Uh, but then the other thing that's kind of new is the soul charge, which basically you, you, you so you have meter, and you can spend a meter to either use your special move or go do the soul charge. And the soul charge puts you in like a pumped up state where you can where you do more damage and you do chip damage to people who are blocking and stuff like that. So. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I, I I have yet to really see how it will play out in the higher levels of play. Yeah, but it's 
I really like the Soul Calibur game. Yeah, it sounds like a good one, and it's been getting solid reviews and everything too. So it's exciting to have Soul Calibur back. It's been been long enough. I mean, damn, when was five? That was Ooh, that I want to say a long time ago. Uh, yeah, it was a very very long time ago. But I hope this game does well. They basically said this game needs to do well for them to make another Soul Calibur game. Soul Calibur Five was 2012. Wow, wow, that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, uh, so some of these fighting games have been doing pretty well though. Like Tekken Seven, they announced that sold three million copies now, mm. which is great. So, hoping Soul Calibur Six does just as well. Yeah, it's. I plan on. That's the fighting game that I plan on keeping up with. Like, just keep. I'll, I'll fight. I'll do a few fights a week and see how it goes. It's. It's so much. It's fun. Uh, the one of the things I don't. I don't like about it is that. You have you have matchmaking for ranked, which makes sense. But in order to play casual matches, you have to search for rooms Uh-oh. to do casual matches. Like I wish it's it was weird. just matchmaking, yeah. casual matches. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's a little strange, but I don't know. That I feel like that's something they could uh, they could make work eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Video games. They're happening, dude. Red Dead reviews hitting tomorrow. Yeah. I think I saw tomorrow at 7 Eastern. 7 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Gonna be crazy. Exciting to see what comes out of that. Yeah. Uh, We have, to start off the show and news, we have some sales numbers from NPD. September numbers for NPD. Uh, we always go over this list of the best-selling games each month when they're released. And this includes video games of all platforms. So stick with us here. I'll bring us from 20 to 11, and Tyler will take us from 10 to 1. So, at number 20 is Minecraft. 19, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 18, Super Mario Odyssey. 17, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. 16, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. 15, Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker. 14, Mario Kart 8. 13, Grand Theft Auto 5. Lower on the list than it usually is. 12, WWE 2K19. And at number 11, Dragon Quest 11: Echoes of an Elusive Age. And number 10, NHL 19. 9, Super Mario Party 8, Destiny 2, 7, Forza Horizon 4, 6, Madden NFL 19, 5, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, 4, FIFA 19, 3, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 2, NBA 2K19, and number 1, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man, a platform exclusive grabbing the top spot. Yeah. Always impressive to see that. Yeah. Especially in a month where Assassin's Creed Odyssey did release later in the month. Yeah, I, I was confused about that because Assassin's Creed, Forza, Super Mario Party, uh, all released in October. 
But this says uh, in this Game Informer article, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, despite being released at the extreme tail end of the September accounting period, nearly a week into October, did remarkably well, ending up in the third spot. So, you know, I wonder now, counting for October... I don't think it would have been number one mm-hmm. anyways between Call of Duty and Red Dead, but I wonder if that'll screw screw Assassin's Creed anyways for October, but I doubt it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just thought that was weird. But still, I mean, for, I guess, I don't know when exactly that cutoff period is yeah. of, of for that. I guess it might have been the 5th of October. That is still very impressive for Odyssey to uh, be maybe, that high. Uh, wasn't there like early access maybe? Like... People getting in early if they paid more. I don't think there was early access for Odyssey. There was for Forza. I know that. Um, I want to say first. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, interesting. I honestly thought Shadow of the Tomb Raider would be a little bit lower than where it is. Yeah, it's. But it's good to see it in, in the top five. Um, I don't anticipate it being on the charts. Uh, at least in the top ten next month for sure. Uh, sports games don't surprise me. Um, always being up there. Destiny 2 surprises me a little bit since it was free mm-hmm. for PlayStation Plus. Well, maybe that maybe they counted those as sale. I don't know. Yeah. But it is also good uh, to see Dragon Quest Eleven on there as well, seeing that that isn't a franchise that typically lights up over in the, in the States. So, also, GTA Five. When is it going to fall off? Hey, it's trending down. It's trending down. Down to 13. Yeah. According to this, accounting for the 61 months Grand Theft Auto V has been on the market, September 2018 is only the 13th time it's failed to appear in the top 10. Mm. It has always been in the top 20 since this came out. Damn. Well, this might be the month. This might be the month. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of video games coming out. I mean, it's COD month. It's Red Dead month. You got yeah. stuff out already. We'll see. Yeah. It, I am very much anticipating these charts for next month, mm-hmm. for October, um, just to see where Red Dead and Call of Duty fall and some of these other titles as well. But good on Spider-Man. Apparently, Spider-Man is the best-selling... S- how, how did I say that? Because I saw it was like the best-selling um, first-party title in all of PlayStation, which that doesn't seem to make sense. Let me go find that. Hmm. I'm going to go find exactly what that Yeah, that said. Now I, so, Tyler, I own a lot of these games digitally. And while you find that, I will go over this next story. There is a report out there that this PSN name change, which I want to do, may cause some problems. Yeah. (laughs) Mainly here, (laughs) there are... Here are some of the main problems listed here. Games and apps may not function properly. Players may lose access to paid-for virtual currency and DLC. May lose access to saved game data... And that includes trophy data, Tyler. I might lose trophies if I change my PSN name. Oh, no. Oh, here it is really quick. 
Spider-Man is the biggest launch month in dollar sales for any PlayStation exclusive in history. Out of mm. all of the systems, all of the games Sony has released first party, Spider-Man has made the most money in a month. And it is the third best-selling game of the year so far. What are the top two, really quick, before we get back to this? Uh, Far Cry 5 and God of War. Yeah, God of War number two, Far Cry 5, surprisingly, at number one. I don't see that hanging on too long, but anyways. so Yeah, it's... Video games. Yeah. They're made by people. And it is important to remember that. I didn't put it in here, but there were some comments coming from one Dan Hauser of Rockstar saying that uh, gamers see their video games as being made by elves and not people. And that helps it make it seem a little bit more magical and he doesn't want to lose that. Mm. Which... Is a little bit gross, if you I don't ask know if, me. I don't know if I would have said that. I think his PR person is probably yelling at him to keep his fucking mouth shut at this point. I imagine his <laughs> PR person is looking like Sweet Tooth with their hair on fire. Probably. Probably. Oh, man. But to stack on, I, I don't mean to pile on Rockstar, but there's just a lot of stuff coming out on them right now about their workplace environment. And uh, Jason Schreier here wrote up an extensive report, which I read yesterday. It went up yesterday uh, afternoon. I read through it. I took some notes on it, so I don't, I don't mean to read through this entire thing, but I took some notes from some of the passages, some important details. So I'm just going to go over what I put down here. I put the article in there for you. Uh, so important to note that he interviewed 34 current and 43 former employees rockstar wow um, i'm going to pull some quotes out of here uh so this comes from a rockstar employee nobody interviewed said they had 100 hour weeks that would equate to 7 14 hour days but many said their average weekly hours came close to 55 or 60 which would make for 6 10 hour days that's a lot of hours tyler is yeah most current and former rockstar employees say they have been asked or felt compelled to work nights and weekends some were on hourly contracts and got paid for overtime but many were salaried and did not receive any compensation for their extra hours and that ties into a lot of uh, their model there they give away bonuses for for how well a game sells mm-hmm. it's part of what this article talked about and a lot of uh, why Generally, so this article was titled Inside Rockstar Games Culture of Crunch, uh, which so it's talking about the kind of the workplace culture, how that how they how people think about their their workplace here. Uh, So he also included in this is he talked with uh, the head of publishing there. uh, I think Jessica Colby is her name. Um. And she said some things that sounded like she was covering for their asses a little bit, which I guess if you're that high up, that's something you would be expected to do. Uh, She was accusing some of the people uh, that were coming out with some of these stories of exaggerating their experiences Mm -hmm. and saying that most of a lot of the problems that they had in Red Dead One era were resolved. Um, so uh, to go along with this, like is, some employees were saying they were get, you would get dirty looks if you left early on a weekday or a weekend, uh, you, you'd feel the stare down, uh, there's like, 
and here's a line there there was this culture of if you don't put in the hours you're not worth working here who it's coming from a current employee damn uh, and the, like there was a line in there about they Rockstar was offering laundry service for their employees because they wouldn't have time to do their own laundry. Wow. I mean, that's that's crazy. We do that, but not for that reason. <laughs> we just that's something just we do. But that's that is crazy. Mm. And there was a there was a line. It should be a privilege to serve in this organization is, is another line I, I saw in there. And like, dude, that's such a fucked up thing to th- think like. It's like it it's 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 this idea that every worker there is disposable, and you should be proud. You should be you should feel privileged to work here because we could just get any we could get someone else right away. You're, yeah, we could just snap our finger and get someone else to fill your seat. Yeah, that that is a pretty pretty shitty thing to say, but it, I think it also is coming from uh, like yeah, you're disposable, and there's so many people out here that would kill to have your job right now in a way, like. There's so many people out there that just want to work in video games, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but but then that, but it's equally also, it's comes also this, off. It's as also that. like this this kind of coercion to be like, yeah. y- you should really just be here for more hours. To, yeah. to you should be working like more than. Yeah, you should healthy. just suck it up and be here and be happy because you're working at Rockstar Games. Yeah, you know what I mean. No matter what we put you no. through, you should be happy that you're here. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not. It's and then right. there was a response to Dan Hauser's comment about people not working 100 hours. Uh, they said, maybe they didn't tell anyone 100 hours, but they definitely told us 80. Which 80 hours is, what, uh, around 11 hours a day for seven days a week? Yeah, that's a lot. 80 hours is crazy to me. Um, that is, yeah. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. No. Uh, a lot of the stuff there was like, uh, I I'm gonna summarize some of the, what I read here. Uh, but like there was this, there was this idea that it wasn't necessarily about, about the work, but it was about being there for hours. Like that that's how they, that's how they viewed working hard. Wasn't necessarily fixing yeah. bugs or whatever. Right. It's about being in a seat when the housers come around. Right. And see that that doesn't make sense because I know people that I've worked with where, um, you know, maybe, maybe they just have trouble being more productive throughout the day. They still kind of get their work done, but then like I'm there, I'd say the most I, I have worked over the past few months is probably maybe 45 hours in a week. But that's because when I'm there, I am laser focused on what I got to do for those 40 hours. And just because you're you're there, you know, you might be there 50 hours doesn't mean you're not working harder than the guy who's working 40 hours. You know what I mean? That's just not a not a good mentality to have of just just you have to be here, you know. And to that add to sense. that, there was, there was one account in in this article where employees were told to be there, like, say you'd be there on a weekend, but there wouldn't be work to do. You were just there in case the housers were around, just to, because they, they'd like to see you in your seat, in your office chair. Yeah, that and that sense. kind of stuff like that was tied to your bonuses and stuff like that. To, and it's... Yeah. So that doesn't make sense, because the, there's this, like... <sighs> Because that instills, and this can kind of go with any, I guess, larger company of like, 
well, the bosses see me leaving early, you know, that that could ruin my chances of, you know, progressing in my career mm-hmm. displays or climbing up the corporate ladder or whatever. And that's just not fair because maybe you are there for 40 to 45 hours and you're just knocking shit out. Like your, your productivity is just through the roof to where you're getting everything done on time. It's great. It's efficient. You don't need to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm always one of, I, I feel you should be climbing up the ladder because of your work. You know, not just because you you work overtime. It, it, to me, it's about like the quality of your work, your skills, all that stuff. That that's just how I always think about. It, but that's not how it goes all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty fucked yeah. up thing. I mean, yeah, there there are some other screwed up things in here too. Like it doesn't matter how long you worked at Rockstar, or worked on a game at Rockstar. If you left before that game shipped, you're not in the credits. That's wow. How they, that's how they operate. Mm. Like, you have to be there at the finish line. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Like, Especially with a game like Red Dead. Like what if you were there for four years? This game's been in development for seven. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, those four years of work you're not credited for. They don't give a shit about. Yeah, like, what? So, they, they, they are doing a slight change with Red Dead 2. Uh, you won't be in the in-game credits in that situation. They have a separate, like, part of their site where, where they'll credit you. Okay. on their on their website but you won't be in their in-game credits which i think is it's just a little bit insulting it's like your work was not as valuable because you weren't there at the end yeah it's yeah it and that makes sense this kind of stuff happens at other games too like this, yeah it, it happens in other games but i think that's just a weird thing about the games industry in general that the idea that you don't deserve credit if you weren't there at the finish is yeah. just it's bizarre like, to me how how completely disposable in just you're just not even regarded of people's personal lives or anything for some of these developers is you know it, it's quite unfortunate how how they're treated i mean just the fa- yeah like you're saying you're, you're not there you're not even getting credited like yeah. screw you like I don't, I don't even give a shit about you i don't want to hear it. like that that sort of just mentality or, or, or at least feeling that might not be how they actually feel but that's how it comes across, you know, and it's just, that is incredibly fucked up to me. And I think, you know, this goes on in a lot of different studios, but I think because it's Rockstar, it's Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, this is arguably the biggest developer in video games, the most successful developer in video games, you know, arguably, uh, and in the biggest game in years yeah you know so so the the target is just fucking huge for this you know that's i think why the conversation around crunch has has grown in about the the ethics of these companies and the working conditions and all that stuff has grown i think that's ultimately a good thing i'm hoping for the industry as a whole um because i feel like if this happened with another studio it wouldn't get this much attention yeah, Personal. and that, that that's unfortunate, and I, I have a feeling that might it might be happening in other studios oh, yeah, exactly absolutely. like this, or maybe absolutely. even worse. Who knows? Uh, but I, I feel like when you're a leader in the industry, like as Rockstar should be, you should if you are, like if you're you have a fucking how old is Grand Theft Auto Five still charting an NPD? Yeah, and you're raking in all that cash. You have the resources to do things. A better way you have yeah. you have the resources to try a, a new better way a way that treats your workers humanely and it's 
it's unfortunate and it's really disappointing to see someone who has the power, uh, a company that has the power to make a meaningful change to completely ignore. Well, not completely. They say they've improved, but to take such small steps where, where they could, they are in a position where they could take, where they could do things better and they just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there, there, there's and 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 if I'm Rockstar, like yes, I I don't agree with some of the things that are said in this article, or, or their, you know, some of their cultural things. But it's like every time they put out a game, it, it feels like the landscape of video games kind of changes, you know, and, and so many there's so much attention around it. It's just such a massive, massive thing for video games. You know, it's like, I wish they would be, they're a leader in design in, in pushing video games forward as a medium. Like they definitely have the resources to also push the video game, push video games forward in terms of culture and design philosophy and teams and all that stuff and working hours and stuff because yeah dude they don't have to put out another game for a very long time it is obviously like they haven't it's been five years since they put anything out and they, they still could have went another year one or two or three years and like just you know maybe stretch the development time out a little bit and so they could still hit that quality bar but maybe people maybe that that you know they work 5 10 15 hours less a week you know and they're not killing themselves down the stretch because they could afford to do that i understand some of the other maybe small indie developers maybe they can't afford that to do that because you know they're not bringing in as much money they have to get it out to make money to pay their team to to do the next project and stuff so maybe they have to crunch a little bit more but yeah i mean i i just think i i think this problem is not a problem that will 100 percent go away in video games but it absolutely can get better mm-hmm. the, the, like there is no denying that at all that it should be better period you know? Yeah, and a lot of this is just this illusion that working in the games industry is a dream job. Like a lot yeah. of that, like pushes it to to where yeah, the workers are expendable in that way. Where, yeah, people would kill for your job. Like, and you should be thankful that you work here. It's, I feel like that that whole thing is kind of just it's kind of screwed up. It 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 makes employees feel like it it makes people scared that they'll lose their job for. For just trying to live a healthy life, right? And uh, before I move on, I just I just want to share one more thing. Like, it's it's really fucked that that this is one of the more positive quotes that I could pull out from here. Ultimately, the job is a good job," said one former tester. This is from the Rockstar Lincoln Studio, which in this report it's reported that that's one of the worst studios to to work yeah. at uh, hours wise. So ultimately, the job is a good job, said one former tester. And Rockstar is a good company to work for. When it's not crunch, it's not a bad place at all. The money's all right, and there's a bonus at the end of the year. It's just that the crunch practically kills people. That's crazy. It's just like... And that... The the only reason he can... uh, I'm not... uh, He or she could say this is that, like... 
it, saying a, it's a good job except when it's it's horrible like that that comes from a position <laughs> of, of oh i really i really like working in the games industry because it's a dream job and i'm totally replaceable so like it's awesome that i work here yeah it, it's a privilege to work at rockstar and yeah. oh yes it sucks a lot sometimes more so than it would at any other industry but i work at rockstar yeah and that, that that whole concept is just i in my head is just fucked up and right yeah was it last week by the time we recorded last week that they allowed the devs yes. to tweet yeah okay and that that, that, that came down too. from uh they were emailed yeah we, there will be no retaliation yeah mm. and that's not like you get a email from your boss saying that you can you can say whatever you want and there won't be any you don't trust that email that you don't the, trust your boss the, in the, in the more that back. i the more i thought about that tweet of like or, or that they are allowing people to, to speak just made me really go like what is said by like upper management rockstar because you think about that studio and they are just so for like especially with red dead for years after GTA 5, they were just so mystical of like, you don't hear fucking nothing out of that. Nothing leaks. Nothing. You know what I mean? Like hardly anything leaks out of that studio. So it's like, I, I really want to know like what those conversations are like inside of that studio of like, you better not fucking say anything or you're fired or whatever, you know? That, that 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 that's what I was thinking of. Like, man, that, that just is crazy. It's because it's just crazy how like tight of a ship they seem to run mm -hmm. from the outside. Yeah, and it's just awesome that it uh, might come at a cost. But it's it's awesome that uh, Jason Trier can get these stories, get mm -hmm. get these people to come out anonymously to talk about this stuff. Uh, it's it, it's important to get get a look in there without like. And I think it's a relief for people in there that they can come out to a journalist and and say things anonymously and have their story out without without true fear of retaliation. Yeah. Because even if even if they say you can say what you want, you you always know in the back of the head your head that you can't really just you can't go off on them if there's something seriously wrong. Yeah. Because it, I don't know, it's your job is still at risk, even if they say say. Uh, maybe even if your boss is saying you're fine to say something, you're probably you probably want to rein it in. But yeah, it, it's it's good that we we're getting these stories out there that it's being it's being talked about openly. Right. All right. Ah, that was a mouthful. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of the the big thing. Yeah. It, in video games. Yeah. It's and, it's a conversation that. Probably needed to be talked about a long time ago. Yeah, but it's we're just to it. You know, you think one year ago we we're sitting here talking about microtransactions in every fucking game, loot boxes and stuff, and now we're talking about crunch. I think and crunch just, is much more worthy to talk about than fucking loot boxes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Battlefield Five. Yeah, because that's coming out next month. I th I thought it was sooner. But it's almost a month away. Is that saying something? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> everything's all screwy in my brain. There are a lot of good games this year. There is. Uh, but yeah, Battlefield Five. Uh, 
it is going to have a battle royale mode. Then we we've known about a battle royale mode, trial by fire, I believe they they've called it. Um, or firestorm, firestorm is what it's called. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the image here. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's gonna it's not gonna come out this year. It's it, the battle royale is actually coming out in March 2019. So I guess they need more time to figure out that aspect of their game, but. You know, there are other things to play in Battlefield that I that I enjoy quite a bit. I I'm interested to see what they do with Firestorm. I wonder if this extra time is to to for them to figure out. Hey, maybe we put us a, a solos, a duos, yeah, and, and then and also have their squads because as it stands now, what they've announced is that Firestorm will be a squad game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I wonder. Also, if they're maybe trying to up the player count. Yeah. You know, because right? I, I'm Cop, seeing, seeing Call of Duty at getting up to 100 in certain cases. Yeah. Yeah. But they did announce some of the other content coming to the game post-launch, which will all be free. So, December to January will be the Overture. Um, and then January to March will be the Lightning Strikes. And then in March will be Trial by Fire. That's where Firestorm comes. But... Uh, Throughout all of these months here, well, you know, they have new maps, new modes, new operations. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good value. Yes. At the same time, what? Because Battlefield 5, I feel, should have way more buzz around it than it does right now. I feel like it's marketing has not been the greatest compared to uh, past battlefields and, and especially like Call of Duty, you know, what if they said, fuck it, push this game out of the year to March. And then now they, they include all of this content here. I don't know. Uh, it's just, I mean, just a thought. Early next year is getting busy. Tyler. It, it is. But, but what my, my thing is, is like, this is a pretty, you can look at it two ways of, Oh wow, they're supporting it uh for a few months here with some with a lot of cool free content or oh wow, that content's not getting into my game that I'm paying for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can look at it both ways. It's kind of whatever you want to think of it, but it's just a thought cuz I I just feel like like I said, I I feel like this game should have a lot more buzz around it, but also in the conversation's been really dominated by the October game so far. Yeah. You know, you almost kind of forget that, oh yeah, there's, you know, after Red Dead, there's still some pretty fucking huge games that are coming out. I mean, I, I'm curious about how this plays out. I wonder if, like how much they're studying how Call of Duty is doing their business with the, the with yeah. their Battle Royale because I think they just, they just released their Battle Pass thing that they're, I'm not sure what exactly they call it, uh, for their Blackout mode. And, um, and, and, Blackout has had a ton of fucking buzz. Yeah, I'm Ooh. I'm interested. I'm 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 debating getting Call of Duty like yeah, soon-ish. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's it was a massive gamble for Activision and Treyarch to not have a campaign do what they did. But I think ultimately, you know, we haven't played the game yet. But you know, just from perception in people talking about it in sales, it seems like they probably made the right call. Yeah, like it's crazy. Sometimes you just got to go for it. Yeah. And it's like video games are changing. Like there's, there's a lot of, a lot more emphasis on the, on like keeping games maintained and like keeping them active. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, Speaking of keeping games active, 
eventually. Well, <laughs> Fallout 76 is going to be one of those games that, that uh, they, I imagine that they'll keep online. Like the, the, it's an online, it's Bethesda Studios' first online multiplayer game. Uh, it's, I imagine this will be supported like a lot of other online multiplayer games. Uh, but the Fallout 76 beta is, I think it started this week. I think Xbox has started it this week. Um, but before they, they started this, uh, as mm, a lot of people know about Bethesda Studios games. Yeah. And they released a statement. And I, I hmm, should I just read this whole statement? Yeah. Because okay. it's, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. As a development studio, we've taken a lot of journeys. We've tried not to repeat ourselves, yet all our games have a similar DNA. In 2015, we decided to try something very new and very scary for us. Take one of our worlds and make it online only. Once the idea of Fallout Online survival game stuck, there was no turning back, but still some worry and questions. Will people want this from Fallout? Will they want it from us? How the hell are we going to make this? And what exactly is this? Since that time, we've grown to four studios across North America and built a game world four times the size of our last. We developed all new technologies and services while bend while bending older technology to do things we didn't think it could. We pushed ourselves in new ways that surprised even us. Our worlds, whether it be Fallout, Elder Scrolls, or the coming Starfield, are important places to us. We do everything we can to treat them with care. We know they mean just as much to you. That the time you spend in them is important and that you want each time you experience you experienced one to be special and all it can be and with that, Fallout 76, and that with Fallout 76, you two are left wondering, what exactly is this? Oh, no. I mean, that's, that's a question coming most, overall. Most are wondering that, yes. <laughs> and the answer to that question, more than any game we've made, is, that's up to you. And with our beta starting tomorrow, it's finally time for Fallout 76 to begin its real journey, because it's all of you who will truly bring life to this world. Usually after years of development, we finally finish, release the game, and take a break. With 76, we feel we have not finished, but reached a starting line where all new work begins. This is the best part right here. Yes. We all know with the scale of our games and the systems we let you use that unforeseen bugs and issues always come up. Given what we what we're doing with seventy six, we know we're opening up we're opening everyone up to all new spectacular issues none of us have encountered. Some of us some we're aware of, such as areas where performance needs to improve with lots of players. Others we surely don't. We need your help finding them and advice on what's important to fix. We'll address all of it now and after launch. We can't thank all of you enough for your support over the years and your support while we tried something very new. It's very, ex- it's incredibly exciting to finally jump into the world of Fallout and experience it together with you. This is just the start. We can't wait to see you out there. I can't wait to see some clips of some of this shit that's going to happen. Oh, I've seen some already. Oh, I you- saw one of, I don't know what it was. It was some big, gigantic thing. And this dude just turned to the right, shot something, and then turned left, and it was just all over the fucking yeah. map. Oh, like yeah. crazy it was it was just crazy dude uh, I, 
I feel like there's a certain charm to how bugs happen in uh, Bethesda Studios games. Sometimes. Like, when, when they're not game-breaking, when they yeah. don't prevent you from playing the game. I, I feel like some of the stuff is hilarious that happens. A lot of the ragdoll stuff. I, th- I thought the Skyrim, when you got hit by a giant and you launched yeah, like, that a mile fun. into the air, was that funny. Fun. Yeah. And, like, they have some funny... I, I hope a lot of what happens isn't game-breaking. For everyone's sake. But, but same, I do hope there is some some wonky, goofy bullshit that you can do. Yeah. At the same time, too, though, it's like... You see games like, I don't know, The Witcher 3 launch. Not too many bugs. Pretty smooth. You know, I, I know that game was rockier performance-wise, and they definitely made it a lot better over time, but it's like... Yeah, but... Yeah. The Witcher know. doesn't have the number of systems, doesn't have the object physics. True. I that, mean, The Witcher doesn't let you pick up literally anything in the fucking world, practically. If um, you can fit it in your pocket or backpack, you can probably pick it up. Yeah. It, it's just, I, I, this is pure, pure speculation. Um, I just wonder if they know that this game is probably more broken than some of their past projects, so they're trying to get ahead of it by saying... We know there's fucking problems. Don't don't take a shit on us <laughs> because we're working on it. Mm-hmm. We just we need to know where it's at. That's why they're doing this beta. But I also heard a lot of people that are a little frustrated with the beta because it did start today on Xbox One and they let people play for two hours and they're not letting anyone play until Saturday. Yeah, well, and at that point you go. Well, that sort of sucks, but then also, what's the point in having it be a weak exclusivity for Xbox? That sort of sucks for them. It's just so that maybe that there was something sense. so bad about it that they they needed to pull it. I don't know. They, they said they got to get their their team ready for a little bit more so they can test it. I mean, doing one on Saturday makes sense. Most people were off on a Saturday, but also, like, why not? Not Rockstar know? employees. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well. Who knows? Maybe not Bethesda employees at this point. Um, well, yeah, if if they're probably monitoring servers and stuff, yeah, probably works. Uh, too. I mean, I, I don't know on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. This is funny. Yeah, I'm very curious about Fallout seventy six. I I know you said earlier you won't jump on it right away, but I I feel like I have a certain connection to Bethesda Studios games that <laughs> it's just. When they talk about the DNA of Bethesda Studios games, I know exactly what they mean by that. Yeah. Like, notably for me, like, my first experience really was in in Oblivion with glitches and stuff in Bethesda Studios games, such as item duplication and floating paintbrushes that you can jump on (laughs) and reach places you shouldn't. (laughs) And then, I I, I feel like, for me, there's a certain charm to how how their games operate. And it's it's just very curious how they... A, now they they have a world four times as big and it's online syncing with everyone else. Yeah. It's... I... This is a monumental task for Bethesda Game Studios. Who yeah. hasn't... Who haven't... They haven't done online games. Yeah. They haven't. Be interesting how this game does and also just how people react to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. All right, it's time for some. Man, Tyler, is Days Gone ever going to come out? No, <laughs> Days Gone has been delayed again. 
It, what, what what was it? February or March? February twenty second. Yeah, it's been uh, it's out. been delayed further into uh, on April twenty sixth. Yeah, Tyler, I don't man. Well, they they were flat out honest honest with with everybody and said we t- recently decided to move the release of Days Gone from the crowded February time frame to April twenty sixth. While the studio was eager to see Days Gone in the hands of our fans, Ben Studio will take the opportunity to further polish Days Gone. So, I think honestly, yes, it sucks, but this is probably the best. Thing it's probably the healthiest thing they can do for the game sales. Yes, because it was coming out the same day as Anthem, Metro Exodus, the well, Division. If, if Anthem actually comes out. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it, just looking at dates right now, and then, you know, not too far before that was like Resident Evil 2 Remake, Kingdom Hearts 3, and then not too far after that was Devil May Cry 5, and The Division 2, and I just feel... Pretty much every one of those games is probably a lot more anticipated than Days Gone at this yeah, point. So it just wouldn't, concept, wouldn't be good. Honestly. Right. So this is probably the best thing that could happen for this game. So not surprising. Just do anything for the rest of 2018 first party? Hmm. I don't see. Because do you think now, will The Last of Us Part 2 be out next year at all? Will Sony put out two? And I know they're not. I think at this point, Sony has to be aware that Days Gone is not going to be the game they can lean on for a year. Yeah. So I feel like they have to. They have to release something else next year. Yeah, and I I really wonder what that game's going to be. I mean, we know Dreams will be out next year, but I feel like that's That's not. That's another thing they can't lean on. Right. Like, this year they had God of War and Spider-Man that they could have really leaned in on. Um, yeah, like, so I, and I what, what I mean by that is, like, that's not the game you pitch to your to your uh, shareholders. Yeah. And it, I know it's it's kind of fucked to think in that way. But well, it's not the game that, that you think about of, like, we're going to have a really incredible... This is why you own a PlayStation. T- yes. And we're going to have a really incredible time frame of selling new consoles because people will want this game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas The Last of Us... Part two is definitely the main one. I feel like yeah, they, Ghost they launched and, The Last of Us Part Two with an exclusive con with the limited edition console with Ellie's tattoo on it, and there you sell a shit ton of people who want to look at a pretty console. Yeah, I, I just really wonder if they would put The Last of Us Part Two out next year at this point because you know they're not going to put it out in October, November. They haven't put a first party title out there except Gran Turismo. You know, long time. They can try. They can do it. They could do it. I mean, The Last of Us could do it, but then, so then you're maybe thinking of September, which then it's like five months apart. You have two exclusive titles that are similar in setting and and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is all speculation because Naughty Dog and Sony have never said when The Last of Us Part Two is coming out, anyways. It's just speculation at this point, but. My dream would be for Ghost of Tsushima to be the one, but I I think that game might be further than that. Yeah. What about that straining? (laughs) No fucking... No. No. Yeah, just just flat out no. (laughs) Yeah, it makes you wonder of like, will Sony First Party not have that massive of a year next year compared to what it was this year, but then... But then do they announce a next generation console? Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> all of this is just very fascinating. Yeah, next year's uh, gonna be what it, what it could be. It's gonna be very interesting next year. It's it'll 
uh, I think E3 next year will say a lot about like say a lot about where we are with the current generation and the next generation. Yeah, it'll absolutely determine where we are. Because this I year, think this, this year kind of ha- gave a hint based got, on based on how Sony did their press conference. Yeah. It, it was it was very like it seemed like a uh, a going out. Yeah, I feel like this year got the conversation started about the next generation of hardware when people really weren't expecting to be talking about it mm-hmm. you know what i mean whereas next year will at e3 i think will be a massive tell of where we're at because I, I don't think either sony or microsoft would announce their console before e3 of next year i right. think that's just kind of crazy at e3 or afterwards yeah i think it's fair game at that point mm-hmm. who knows yeah exciting times you might hear rumblings coming out of a uh, gdc earlier yeah, because that's you know. not a not a bad place to hear about some of that stuff. Well, like you won't hear anything official, but that's where you'll hear hear. Yeah, some that's reports. when uh, Jason Schreier will publish his inside scoop he got. <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff like that. All right. Well, when when one game gets delayed, another game gets announced. Trine Four. You put this in here. We played yeah. Trine Two all together in co-op. Yeah. I, can't, I I don't know where I have this in my head, but I feel like I've played Trine 3. I don't know. I didn't play it on PlayStation because I checked my trophies there. I, I'm trying to think maybe I played it on Xbox, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did not play Trine 3. Trine 3 did not get the greatest of reviews because they changed a lot about what Trine is. Trine is a, what well, was a side-scrolling game with multiple characters that had different abilities and there was a lot of puzzle solving and uh, it was kind of a platformer too, and it was just kind of uh, happy to play through that game. It, it was yeah. it was very fun to do. It was especially fun to do co op. Absolutely gorgeous visually, probably one of the best looking games you could you could play. So then three, they took a little bit more three D. Uh, apparently, it was not as good according to reviews. Um, but then yeah, they announced Trine Four, the Nightmare Prince. Is coming next year. They've only released one screenshot, and it looks gorgeous. Or actually, I I wonder if that's a screenshot from three. But I don't know because I haven't played three. Let me let me let me see. Uh, let's see. Copy image address. Does does the image address tell me anything? Yeah, does the website have anything? Uh, yeah, that's a Trine three image. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, because they got into a lot of shit. Also, Trine 3, I believe it was an early access game on PC at first, and it ended up not getting finished, you know, hmm. where it should have been and all this stuff. So didn't play Trine 3 on my uh on my Xbox either. I just went through my, my achievements there. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I think I've played that game, but I guess I haven't. It just yeah. I, I don't know. That seems like a game I would have at least tried. I wonder if they're going to go back to the right, 2D. I, I w- a game I would have tried. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but that's off in the future. There are new video games out this week. There's a big video game out this week. But oh, yeah. We're going to talk about them all if you want to get us started here. Yeah. The first game on the list. Bugs Box VR. 
PlayStation VR, the bugs invade Honeyland. It's up to you to keep pace by moving your character and pushing blocks around to defeat the enemy bugs. Now, a casual VR game with simple controls for everyone to play. Mm, bugs and honey, that's going to be a sticky game. Oh, I love sticky things. Mm-hmm. How about the uh, st- hard as a stick controls of Castlevania? I don't, I'm not sure where you're trying to go no, for. No, those games just like, they have a very stiff stick. It's Got you. Kind of jumping and just how the animations work. But Castlevania, some classics are returning here with Castlevania Requiem. Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood being re-released on PlayStation 4. Experience two of the greatest games from the famous Castlevania series. Get to the top of Dracula's Castle as the descent of the famed clan of vampire hunters in Rondo of Blood, or play as Dracula's son, Alucard, in Symphony of the Night. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Castlevania period, I should say, is a massive gaping hole in my gaming Well, lucky you, you have a chance to potentially try out these games, and I'd encourage you to. Yeah. Chicken Range... On PS4 and Vita. Fun and quirky shoot 'em up game. Jesus. Shoot the chickens using an array of different weaponry. Chicken types include riot police chickens, tank chickens, ninja chickens, helicopter chickens, and many more. You know, some people should just hire an editor, maybe. Fun and quirky shoot 'em up game. That's that That's sounds the like whole that sounds sentence. like mm, <laughs> mm. That, that sounds like a bullet point rather than, I don't know. Yeah. Next up, Grid Retro Enhanced. Grid with two Ds here. Grid Retro Enhanced is an intense arcade-style cyberpunk hacking shoot-'em-up with an incredible soundtrack, procedurally generated elements, and electric visuals. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. buzzword oh, my buzzword. God. Next up is Halloween Forever on PS4 and Vita. Something mysterious is happening in the pumpkin patch this Halloween. Did we not? Did we read this? Already? I feel like we did. Maybe. There was maybe I'm thinking something thing. else. Yeah. You control Pumpkin Man, a humanoid pumpkin thing animated by. No, a, yeah, we definitely read this. By occult forces on a quest to discover why things are so creepy. What the hell? And you vomit candy corn. Yeah, we definitely read this last week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, Tyler, it's time. This is the big game. Yeah, this is the (laughs) game coming from Ubisoft. Just Dance 2019 on PlayStation 4. Just Dance 2019 is the ultimate dancing game with 40 hot tracks from chart-topping hits to family favorites. Your Just Dance experience is now personalized as the game learns your dancing habits and suggests content. Ooh, it's suggesting content. Hell yeah. They merged Just Dance with the algorithm. (laughs) Mind Labyrinth VR Dreams on PlayStation VR. Mind Labyrinth VR Dreams lets you explore different kinds of imaginary environments and discover amazing new emotions and wonderful virtual dreams. Hmm. I, I would rather just play Dreams in VR. Maybe. Who yeah. knows? Next up is an anime game. Oh, boy. My Hero One's Justice on PlayStation 4. 
Fight for your justice in My Hero One's Justice. The popular manga and anime series clashes head-to-head and quirk-to-quirk in this 3D arena fighter. Choose between hero or villain and battle through iconic moments. What is this anime about? This is uh, My Hero Academia, which is about a superhero high school. Interesting. Every kid has their power, which is called a quirk. And yeah, it's it's just interesting. So it's, it's X-Men? Kind of like X-Men. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. They got, cost, they got cool costumes. Cooler hmm. costumes than the X-Men. Okay. All right. Well, next up is Never, Never Out. Is that Never Route or Never Out? Man, Anyways. I don't know. PlayStation VR. Never Out is a mysterious puzzle game. It puts you in a small, claustrophobic room that has only one way out, and its unique mechanics allow every wall to become the floor. Will you survive or ever get out? Sounds like something I don't want to play. But fuck yeah, dude. Oh man, here's a hot piece of fucking garbage. Nickelodeon Kart Racer. Hit the slime-filled racetracks with Nickelodeon Kart Racers. Select a racer from one of your favorite Nickelodeon shows and race your friends in up to four-player and four-player local multiplayer or check out the Battle Arena for a variety of challenges. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Since when were uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Nickel- Nickelodeon? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Not sure. Next up is Paul oh, Patrol fuck. on a Roll PS4. <laughs> Additional in retail. Paul Patrol is on a roll. No job is too big. No pup is too small. Join Ryder and all the eight Paw Patrol pups for 16 missions and eight possome adventures. Adventure Bay locations. Help the pups use their unique abilities to rescue friends and save the day. I have a little cousin. Uh, shit. What's that? What's the word for that? A second cousin? Yeah, My sure. cousin's kid. All right. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know what that technic what the technical term for that is. Yeah. He's really into fucking Paw Patrol, man. Oh, really? And it's mm, I now, don't understand it. Is that like I guess it's a new it's Nickelodeon dogs with jobs. Thing? Yeah. Nickelodeon dropping the bombs this week with video games. You got you know fire straight on your nuts. They're about to burn your whole your whole junk off. You got to pick one of these games though. Which one are you going with? Dude, I don't Give me a gun. Whoa. <laughs> I'd go with the Nickelodeon kart racers. That seems more fun. I wouldn't play either of them. I, <laughs> if you made me choose one of the games, I'd choose one, and then I wouldn't play it. I don't know, man. But SpongeBob. I'd rather play Perils of Baking, Refrosted, <laughs> which is a PlayStation Vita game coming out. Says it's cross by. I assume that's with PlayStation 4. I don't know. Perils of Baking is a 2D platforming love letter to its retro inspirations. You play as the younger of two brothers, famous for their baking. It's up to you to stop your brother's evil plans as he is given in to a dark artifact. Ooh. Oh, what's this? I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, I haven't either. Red Dead Redemption 2. Huh. 
Red Dead Redemption 2 is an epic tale of life in America's unforgiving heartland. The game's vast and atmospheric world will also provide the foundation for a brand new online multiplayer experience. Huh. I wonder if that'll <laughs> do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like a shit game. I'd rather play Nickelodeon Kart Racers, actually. <laughs> All right, you're going a little bit far there. Am uh, I? Am I? Dude... Have you seen some gameplay of that shit? Nickelodeon? Yeah. No, I haven't actually. Dude, it's awful. <laughs> Fucking awful. It's trying to rip off Mario Kart, and it's doing it poorly. <sighs> uh, next up is Sky Hill. On PlayStation 4. World War Three was one cruel tragedy, at least for the others. You seem to have a quite... You seem to have... A quite nice time, hidden in your fancy penthouse at the Sky Hill Hotel, until the impact of bio of the bioweapon blew away the life you once knew. Last game, Word Sudoku by Powie Paugi? PS4 and Vita. Cross by It's Sudoku with words. Place letters in the grid according to the normal Sudoku rules and one row or column will spell the word include includes 240 unique and beautifully symmetrical word Sudoku puzzles graded for difficulty from beginner to expert hmm that seems really that that seems like something that would be difficult to do like well Difficult to craft a Sudoku that actually works with words. That that seems like something that might not. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Because in in Sudoku you use the numbers one through nine. How do you make nine letters spell out words in rows and columns? Yeah, I don't know. Like it. Hmm. Uh, you can listen to the new Greta Van Fleet album, which is excellent. Mm. Greta Van Fleet. Is yeah. that Led Zeppelin like band that you've probably heard of? Hmm. That they so that band is really blown up. I saw that band at the Chameleon Club, which is a small venue close to us, but get some pretty decent sized bands before they had anything out for ten dollars and it wow. was sold out. And for ten fucking dollars, yeah. <laughs> and now they're playing, you know, massive. 3,000, you know, capacity theaters and all this stuff, and it sells out like that. Damn. You know, it's, yeah, kind of a steal now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I don't have a list of Dragon Ball and football players for you this week. It's so okay. You can, you can relax. It's okay. But Tyler, what are you looking forward to playing between this and next week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe one shit game called Red Dead Redemption 2. Have you heard of it? Is that the one with the... Uh, with the... Uh, hmm. I don't know. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about that game. Are yeah, there, are, I don't either. Is that the one with the horse testicles? Me, yeah. I think that's that's the coolest thing about it. Okay. For sure. I might I might check out those ball physics. Yeah. Ball physics for life. Mm. Yeah, looking forward to playing Red Dead. Spider-Man, how about you? I'm going to try to finish up uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, 
Maybe do some more Soul Calibur. Definitely do some more Soul Calibur. I need to hop on uh, the Elder Scrolls Online for a bit. Do the do the event stuff. Mark Meyer released mm. this week on PC. It'll be out later for PlayStation Four. Uh, so I'm doing a little bit of a dive into that too. And I'm going to be playing with my kittens. Ooh, kittens are fun. Yeah, they are fun. We're going to do a marathon fucking radio show tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's um, going to be fun. For Millersville University. Yeah. 91.7 The Ville. Yeah, and we'll probably have a link up if you want to listen to that. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a damn good time. Uh, it's running if you want to see 4 that. p.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. in the morning. <laughs> 1 a.m. in the morning. Not yeah, 1, 1 a.m. Yeah. Oh I'm, not, I'm not pulling a 20, no. 21-hour <laughs> shift or anything. I'm not, uh, I don't work yeah. in the games industry. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Oh. So if you want to hear some fun discussions like this, and then also just hear some good music, do the dang thing. Yeah. Uh, if you have questions for us, as always, you can email us at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at the PS Report Podcast. I almost said your thing. <laughs> uh, you can find me at The Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. We hope to see you around. You know what? <clears throat> I don't know. Hey, man. I wish there was a way. Is there a way for people to call into the radio show? There is actually. Yeah, we'll we'll probably share those I details on the show. Yeah, I don't I don't know off the top of my head, but there's ways that you can. Actually, I, I'm I'm warning on the call in thing, yeah. but you can like submit songs and stuff if you if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, We'll get more details yeah. out via Twitter, so be sure to check up on that. Uh, we'll be around next week for another edition of the show. Probably record at the normal time next week. Yep. And until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and pow pow, cowboy, you're dead.